You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello again. It's Kapow, the pop culture podcast, and my name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. How are we doing, guys? I'm excited. I got snagged some uh, Nine Inch Nails tickets. Ooh, where are they playing? Cleveland. Cleveland. So I think they feel Cle- like famously they... Cleveland rocks. Yes. <laughs> I think that's uh, basically the reason I think they're playing there is they've ever since they got inducted into the Hall of Fame, they've I feel like they've owed a concert there and things keep getting canceled and canceled. Mm. And they they sold tickets a couple of years ago to or maybe it was even last year they sold tickets to a concert for in cleveland and it got canceled and stuff and they're so they're trying to do another tour to finally get do this tour and it and the first one they were selling tickets for was the cleveland the block it's at blossom which probably my favorite one venue i love that amphitheater went to probably 20 concerts there and you know yeah it's good they were selling tickets and they uh i've got the fan pre-sale thing i could get in on but it's still it's pretty much impossible to get get these tickets i i failed last year when i tried to get them and that this time i was i i stayed up trying to buy them and it was just impossible it was like you're two thousandth in line you know and then <laughs> You, they were trying to fight off the scalpers. Yeah. And they they're like trying to be really conscientious about this. Actually, the last time or a couple times ago when they were selling pre-COVID, when they were selling tickets, they so you physically like just like we did in the 80s, you had to go to the mall to buy tickets. Mm. They were f- making you physically go stand in line and buy tickets for nine inch nails concerts a couple of years ago. They're like we're not doing it we don't we're sick of the scalpers i was like i'm i love it i'm not going to go do it <laughs> but that's cool i like i respect that. it i respect it uh but now they set up some system where you you're in this queue that you can only have like the chance to buy so many and then you get kicked out of it and things really it's great for getting rid of scalpers but then what i was doing is putting me into a queue there's like 10 sets of seats there. And every time you pick one, it's already been bought by somebody else. Like you <laughs> yeah. cannot do it fast enough. And it's like, then it kicks you out and you're in the line, just keeps going through. I never did get any. So I ended up just went to sleep, woke up, went on StubHub and bought tickets mm. uh, from a scalper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> bought scalpers tickets. I was like, whatever. I'm not, I would never go stand in a line anyway. And I, I was like, they weren't that much more. I just went and grabbed them, and I got to pick the ones in the front row of a section like I like to get. And My son's going to be thrilled because he's given me a hard time ever since I went when he was 14. I was like, I think you're just a little too young for <laughs> nice. To, and I regretted it six months later when he was really into them and ticked that I hadn't taken him. So. He'll, I'm going to tell him on his birthday here in a month or two that we're going to be going. And yeah. He'll be psyched. Assuming everything works out, at least it's an outdoorish venue. Should, yeah. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, 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 I don't expect it to be canceled. You're not, you're not close enough for to get sweat on from Trent Reznor's sweat to splash on. <laughs> no. No. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> I'm on the splash there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard too... some other heard some other other news today involving tickets. Some good news. This uh, might be triggering to one <laughs> Mr. Jesse Starcher. If you know the trauma that he has experienced, we're, we're sensitive to. 
So Jesse, you might want to turn off your radio and not listen to this right now. But Movie Pass is coming back. <laughs> if you're wow. not friends with Jesse Starch on Facebook, you're missing out. And one of the greatest sagas of all time was Jesse V Movie Pass, and <laughs> watching his slow descent from "Hey, I got this cool thing where you get tickets to movies" to it being the bane of his existence. So. Yeah, so this this movie pass idea came out. You bought a monthly subscription, ten dollars a month or whatever, unlimited movies. It was super popular. Way too many people signed up. <laughs> More and than immediately, they ever expected. Yeah, immediately started losing money by the gallon, and uh, they immediately started like, well, you can only see this many movies. They, you know, they changed the terms and conditions and altered everything, so it crashed and burned spectacularly spectacularly so anytime i see a headline about movie pass i think about jesse and i usually share it <laughs> to him in some way but the original founder a guy named stacy spikes has reacquired the brand and has vowed to relaunch the service quote properly he's figured out what went wrong and he's going to fix it so movie pass 2.0 is coming <laughs> and you get a subscription that grants you credits that you cash in so you're gonna instead of just unlimited movies or one movie a day or whatever you get credit so the theaters that they're going to partner with will offer tickets the way they want to for like different amounts of credit so if you want to go to a thursday afternoon matinee might only cost you two credits oh, but you know man. a friday night opening of a big blockbuster might be 10 or 12 credits or however that would work so this sounds like the disney dining plan <laughs> good luck jesse start planning use those credits wisely my friend but it said there'll, there'll be tiered plans so you'll get you'll get a basic cheat plan up to some kind of platinum plan or whatever and the credits will roll over so if you don't use them all in a month you'll be able to use them later and they said you'll be able to trade credits so other people involved with this, you'll be like, hey, I, I need two. I need two credits. Yeah. For two food, credits. like Ray at the beginning yeah. of Force Awakens. <laughs> One quarter <laughs> credit. <laughs> but uh, oh it's, it's supposed to launch this summer. There are no details on the cost yet. There's no idea. But they said it should also probably integrate something called pre-show, which this guy Spikes created while movie pass was dead and dying it was this new thing that you reward the users of this app with like in-game like video game currency like you know mm -hmm. fortnite v bucks or whatever those are called for watching ads so you watch ads on this thing called pre-show and you build up credits that you can yeah, spend or whatever. and it like tracks your eyes if you look sure away you have to watch yeah if fuck you look away off yeah fuck yeah. all of that i hate it i hate it this is the stupidest you want you are the villain i hate you for coming up with that you're gonna hold our heads like clockwork orange yeah. and make us yeah. watch Toothpicks. this stuff to yeah. earn credits it's like welcome this to the is the dystopia <laughs> oh my god and it all started with movie pass we knew it exactly oh, this it. was what that took us if down. that had taken off this guy would have never had this other idea oh i hate that guy whoever he is stacy spikes villain oh sounds like it mm. but i also learned uh he said he came up with this idea there's a film crew following him around doing a documentary about the rise and fall of movie pass so Sign me up for that. I will watch the documentary that is currently being filmed, but I will not sign up for this. For the what a ugh, what a scumbag! Sorry, Jesse. I know he's having flashbacks right now. And... If I if I felt that I could explain the picture I made of Jesse and sent to you today about Movie Pass, <laughs> I thought I could explain that. There's too many steps. Too many. There's too many steps. It was just a joke between you and me. But trust me, Jesse, it was a joke about Movie Pass at your expense, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't explain it. You'd have to have watched a, a certain movie, and I know you haven't. Okay. Uh, we've certainly watched plenty of other stuff. Eh? Oh my! Yes, we have. I got to talk about. 
Murderville. What do we got here? Stab wounds in our upper back. Tough time imagining with just the outline. Can get in the position and slowly be dying too. Uh, you gotta keep track of the evidence. Give it no pet. <laughs> For Terry Seattle, every day means a new murder case and a new celebrity partner. This is your crazy. Judging by the top hat shaped dent in her skull, this was the murder weapon. I'm a sick ass shit is dead. If we're gonna crack this case, we're gonna need to go deep undercover. Don't get caught. Who are you? I'm Vinny the Champ. Oh, no, he's Vinny the Fork. <laughs> this is Eva Braunfinger. From Germany. Very thick in accent. Oh, I'm good at that. I love the cutting. Oh, shit. No, it's fine. What's your name? Todd Carrington. Name is Todd Carrington. Carringtonburg. Carringtonburg. Son. I'm sorry. Todd Carrington Bergson. And Field. These are our three main suspects. Please choose who you think did it. It's new show on Netflix. Have, Have either of you guys watched any of it? I finished it. Yes. Is Plus. this the show where it has a special guest? Yeah. Okay. I watched the first one with Conan. With Conan. Okay. So it's Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. And this is based on a British show that was called Murder and. Murder and Successville. Successville. Well, this is a far better title, Murderville, just shortening it to that. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a procedural basically i mean it's just like they have this i love that they have the same mechanics to each episode you know some of them don't some of the parts don't work i think they could there's a part that they could lose but they uh it's will arnett he plays terry seattle he's a he's a cop detective in homicide and he's got his boss and you know she always gives gives him a new partner at the beginning of each episode. And it's a, the whole point is the show is scripted roughly scripted, but the actors will improvise as they go along. According to whoever the guest star is, the guest star has no idea. They have no script. They are just the new partner to Terry Seattle. And so they, they show up with no script and they have to totally improvise as they go along and they uh the first one was yeah conan o'brien and they come in just sit at the desk and get have a little talk for a little bit you know he kind of interviews them finds a little bit out about them and then the the chief will come in and there's been a murder she'll give them some information they need to know about the killer and then they end up quickly finding out there's like three suspects and they go out to investigate it. And they, (laughs) what is wonderful about the show is that unlike any detective show you've ever watched law and order, whatever, these are solvable cases, not only for the audience, but also for the person, the guest star. And the point, you know, what they are doing, they go to these, th- th- talk to the three suspects and get all this. There's evidence in the room. There's clues constantly by the, by what the, the um, suspects say or do. And they take notes. They're supposed to take, they have their little pad and they take notes. And at the end of the episode, they are asked to solve the, the murder. Who did it? And they have been given all the clues, you know? That's where I feel it's a little unfair where, like the first one I watched, I paid no attention because I, I didn't know yeah. they were going to right. be that yeah. specific. It was like, oh, they really are giving you the clues. Yeah. I thought it was just comedic. So the, the next few I really paid attention to and tried to solve. And it's like, all these clues are so obvious. But yeah. then I'm thinking, this has been edited down in oh, a tight half hour. Yes. Each suspect gets about four minutes of screen time so like 
you know, th- these celebrities spent probably hours in this room with these people filming stuff. And do- yeah. so like, how could he not, kn- how could he not notice that she mentioned that she likes this yeah. song or whatever, you know, it's like, you know, it, I don't blame any of the celebrities that got it wrong. Cause I, you know, I'm sure there was you know plenty of distracting things to, to miss these early. Right. Clues. But yes, it is heavily edited, but what they, every, every episode I felt, it was, yeah, it was easy for us to solve if you tried, but there were some, it was just like, well, you know, it was close, uh, but, and yet sometimes they don't get it. I love the show. I love it. The only part I don't like is at one part they do this mechanic that's just very forced. It's so it's kind of an impractical jokers type thing where he, he puts a thing in their ear and, and Will Arnett tells them yeah. what to say when they go talk to one of the suspects and that that is so clunky and unnecessary. But yeah, it's only funny if the the people you're talking to don't know. Don't know, this, but they're yeah. actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it's all fake anyway. So yeah, I didn't quite get. Yeah, I'm here to improv, but you're right. making me say exactly what you want me to. Yeah, yeah that so was, that, that was that's a weird. That doesn't work at all, but the rest of it totally works. I lo- I love it. I love Kim. Uh, what's that? Ken Jong is that his name? Ken Jong. Mm-hmm. He he was having such a good time. Like he would just laugh out loud. Something he thought was funny. He'd just laugh his butt off because he's because he thought Will Arnett was so Will. This is fine. I I heard some review people thought Will Arnett was terrible in this. I thought this was the best thing Will Arnett's ever done. He was made he, for this. Yeah, and not he only broke a couple times. I yeah. noticed. Like right. he said some hilarious things like or hilarious things happened and they rolled with it and he was straight, you know, yes. didn't break at all. And Kim Kim Jones just would just laugh in his face because he thought it was so <laughs> hilarious. It, it was that's it is just so funny to watch someone I I enjoy watching them break technically they're but they're just improving but this just how much they're enjoying themselves kumail nanjiani in the third episode was like you know they make them he'll make them walk a funny walk or eat something or do you know do so some of that doesn't always work but some of it is hilarious like oh i love uh oh marshawn lynch was one of the best at it he was one of the best improvisers yeah like i was so impressed with him i don't know it's a great show it was only six episodes i hope they make more i'm like i could you know just do do some fine details but you could do this you could change up the format slightly in the second season so they don't know what they're walking into and bring in new guest stars I think and it, it worked six- with with comedians and actors or like yeah. on lit, like it was everyone did, had strengths that, that worked for this. So yeah, it was the six episodes with Conan O'Brien, Marshawn Lynch, Kamal Nanjiani, Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek, Sharon Stone, you know, very respected yeah. dramatic actors yeah. and Ken Jong. Yes, it was. And there was uh, even a kind of a storyline. Yes, there was a storyline. Like I was gonna watch it, just oh, I'll watch Kumail's, and then I watch. Well, I was like, the, you know, there's actually plot that develops. So yeah, they you, all you should submit, watch it in order. Yeah, you, yeah, you definitely should watch it in order because they, the his partner slash love interest died 15 years ago. You find out in the first episode, and then they're gonna try to solve that case by the end of it. So it's great. It's a nice short. I mean, honestly, this is the first show in a while that I'm like, I why only this many episodes? I want more episodes. They're they're not long, you know, and getting a groove of I enjoyed trying it felt so D and D to me. So like you're you it's a group of NPCs, and so the players get to come in, they don't know, they're improvising the whole time, they're trying to solve a case, and you always any kind of mystery you have in a and d game has to be like so simple and the clues have to be in their face because they will never it people are stupid <laughs> you know they don't you have to really make it very basic and that's what this feels like and i was really impressed by the people like the other actors yeah 
you know, they go in and talk to these people and the ridiculous stuff happens and they all roll with it. I'm like, well, yeah, that was how that happened. Like they, they, they must be really talented. I mean, there were some I recognized as right. actors, but some were just, you know, no name, I'm sure improv people. And they, yeah. there were some really excellent back and forth with it. I like Rob Hubel played triplets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's good. So I highly recommend Murderville. I could see somebody not liking it, but I it it really tickled me. What are you guys watching? I'm watching Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, you are! Oh my God, <laughs> against my better judgment. <laughs> yeah, I can't he feels it. obligated. Wow, <laughs> you've done something to me. You've broken me. Turns out, who'd have thunk it? Chris Kattan is the is the sweetest sweetheart that I, ever walked the earth. I'm so worried about Chris Kattan as a sentence I never thought I would ever say, but he just every time he's on screen, I'm like, oh, Chris, are you okay? He's such a sweetie pie. He just he doesn't know what's going on, but he just loves Mariah, and he just wants to wants people to be happy. Yeah, I don't think he's ever seen an episode of the show. No, because everything that happens, like we're nominating these people, every time they cut him, it's like what? Why? What happened? Why? What did I do wrong? You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what got hit? What the problem was? They put him in that house for a couple of weeks before they ever did anything. You know, they they're like letting him live there, and then all of a sudden they're voting somebody out, and he's like, "Oh, this is a show." <laughs> he didn't. He's like, "We were just living here, and now, oh, they really are. We're getting rid of people." Lamar Odom is hilarious. He he's he's also a favorite because he is just like he doesn't care about voting anybody out. He doesn't care about these people. He came there thinking they tricked him to make him think that Chloe was going to be in there. Chloe Kardashian. Yeah, that's the whatever. only. <laughs> so some producer has tricked him into thinking there was a possibility she was going to be there. He's like, man, I thought my ex-wife was going to be in there. But he's like, they're, they're voting somebody out at, at that Teddy Mellencamp. And he's like, oh, we got to walk them out. You know, he doesn't not, you know, most, some of them don't know the machinations of the show. So he's like, oh, we got to get up, walk them out. Why are you crying? They're, she ain't dead. What, you know, and then, then uh, he, I mean, as she's walking out the door, he leans over to Todd Bridges and he's like, I need a pancake. <laughs> it was all, it was like people are playing that clip all week on the after shows is like i need a pancake <laughs> yeah i just i don't understand why celebrities who know nothing about the show don't seem good at it or to care about it are on there but it must I be just their agents are like we get yeah. to them their agents are telling telling them we've got this show you can be on some reality show and they'd be on think, TV. Yeah. They don't care what it is. Mm. Todd Bridges doesn't care what the heck he's walking in. Any payday he can get sign me up, you know? Yeah. It's, it's I like there's his, no his, celebrity. There's no Tom green on there that I'm really there no, to see. So no, I, but, I don't know why I'm watching, but I'm what did I'm Todd Bridges say in his opening it, it, when they were introduced? He's like, you either know me from different strokes or from my, catchphrase that, that that i mentioned in what you're talking about willis just like both things are different strokes <laughs> <laughs> the width and breadth of his career uh, so oh, yeah wow. we got there's the guy from chris kirkpatrick from nsync super fan big brother super fan todrick from uh, drag race and stuff and uh shana Used to be married to Travis Barker of Blink-182. Mokler, is that her name? Yeah, Shannon Mokler. Um, Cynthia, some girl from a Housewives thing. There was Teddy Mellencamp, John Mellencamp's daughter from some Real Housewives. Carson Cressley, he's the most likable character on there from the original Queer Eye. He's He's... He he knows what's going on, but I think people are catching on. He's that he does and that he's liked. 
so they're going to want to get rid of him. Uh, I can't remember who else. Oh, the UFC fighter, Misha something. Misha Cupcake something, they call her. There was a figure skater. Yeah, Mirai something medalist figure skater. And um, Chris Kattan and Todd Bridges and Lamar Odom. Not not exactly A-list, but no, no real villains or anything. Yeah, yeah. Chris Kattan get, editing that thing of him getting up and eating cake in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost getting into bed with Carson. And Kressler. then falling down, like, okay, I know the room's dark, but I, he, couldn't, he couldn't even stand upright. He kept tripping and falling down <laughs> around the bed. Like, oh, this so. poor guy. He's had the run of it. <laughs> yeah, it's something. But yeah, I like, you know, the I like the Todrick guy and that he, he seems to know how to, you know, arrange people and, you know, yeah. so there's, there's, there's still gameplay. Going he, on. He's it's not, not just oblivious. Celebrity. He is like the episode we most recently saw was the one where they do, they do the contest where you have to hold down buttons and take your clothes off. Uh, you've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to, they had like a ski outfit on and they had to take this off. And there's three buttons. And every time you let go of a button for a split second, your top, your clock starts going really fast and it, you know, goes exponentially by how many buttons you're not holding on to. And like these idiots, like, do not know. It's like, did you even explain this to them? It's like Todrick had to have, he said they're watching them do it. Like, man, this is my competition. They're just going to stand up and take the outfit off and not hold down any buttons and lose by a bazillion. It's like, wow. <laughs> the only problem is he, he, he knows the show. He's been coached by past guests. Like the whole cast of season 23 basically lived with him for the month afterwards. Like he is such a super fan, but he is not naturally good at it. He is not, he doesn't have the, uh, he, I, I I've just seen some stuff. He he doesn't naturally know how to play the game, and he creates enemies pretty quick. So we'll see. But then how... you end up voting out the people. Oh, this person's competition. So like you vote out the two people who are good at playing the game, yeah. and you're left with a house full of people who can't follow directions. Right, which is it could be fun. I'm I'm I, I'm with, I'm not loving it, but I'm watching it. Hmm. Something I'm loving is uh john goodman's character on uh, the righteous gemstones the last few weeks well this, yeah. it, really this entire season You're stuck in a cliffhanger as we speak uh yeah yeah exactly so spoilers for gemstones but man i i, I really of course i expected the over the, over the top humor um that we got in season one but but we've gotten some more in-depth um development of characters you know eli wasn't a huge part of, of season one but he he really took over season two and i don't know if that was a lack of what else do we do with these characters um <laughs> you know that we haven't seen already but but i've i've really liked him and and i've really liked the the backstory they've given him um and and making him much more of a I don't know, a more, more of a real person than just head of the family, um, holy man type thing. So I, I don't know. I mean, are you guys still watching or? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We just yeah. had the okay. other, like the first season had a whole episode set in the past with Amy Lee and all that stuff. So we just got one of those, a follow-up to that. So we got more, more of the kid <laughs> to our, yeah real like wherever they found these kid actors who could just embody yeah. danny mcbride and uh and judy and, and yeah uh, kelvin finally born so yeah excellent excellent it's good show. yeah i really like the the 90s christmas vibe they had going on <laughs> and uh finally got some more uh uncle baby belly and and i don't know he's not as likable this year I mean, not that he was real likable before, but he's ran out on two families now. Well, that's point. the people I'm seeing are seeing are, are torn. Is he running away from Tiffany, or is he going back to Harmon? Has he learned the? Is he going back to his original family to make to make some amends? 
and mm. redeem himself, or is he mm-hmm. a much more terrible person? He's run out on two fans. <laughs> right. I don't know. That sounds interesting. It's a good show. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. I can't wait to. I can't wait to see. Uh, you know, Calvin, Calvin and his muscle men, and and what goes and on. Muscle men, daddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not into the muscle men story, but uh, I I'm all for some car pranks with my friends. <laughs> well, I it cracks me up because i've seen so many of those commercials for those for those big strong guys that come and rip phone books in half and do these ridiculous things like that you know that's gonna bring me closer to god and and they've just picked it up and ran with it um on this show like they do everything but uh yeah it's gotten a little scary i'm still waiting on uh, to see what the deal with the reporter was i'm hoping for more jennifer nettles in flashbacks and uh her you know playing amy lee and i think they did really you know john goodman looks really good this year like he's dropped more weight um the the flashback sequences they they do a really good job of like de-aging him um enough but not too much so yeah did you you notice that his excuse when he showed up he was all covered in blood Mm -hmm. his excuse was he got caught shaving (laughs) (laughs) i didn't notice that wow (laughs) wow he was misbehaving that's true wow (laughs) i watched a couple things on showtime uh one i think i mentioned yellow jackets i don't know what uh, maybe part way through the season did i talk about that to you guys yeah i've heard a lot of people talking about it but okay well we haven't, we haven't really delved into it on here yeah i got picked up showtime for 99 cents a month there for a while and there's a show yellow jackets which is gonna it's their new hit and it's 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 pretty much a must watch. I mean, you got to watch Yellow Jackets. It's, it's, they're going to milk the hell out of that. But I, I expect the first two or three seasons to be good. I'll never forget the day I heard their plane had gone missing. What do you think really happened out there? All I know is that what happened was a tragedy. Those girls were special. They were champions. I used to think all the sex, the drinking, the drugs. I used to think I did those things because of what happened out there. What I saw, what I did. Hello, Misty, you crazy bitch. It's been a while. I take it you know why I'm here. I'm out of here. We agreed. Say no more than we have to. The truth is, the plane crashed. A bunch of my friends died. And then the rest of us starved and scavenged and prayed until they finally found us. I think we both know there's more to it than that. I think it'll be good to reconnect with some old friends. It's got, it's basically like the story is there. It's graduating class, I believe of 96. Uh, so this is 25 years later. The, this girls soccer team went, went to the state championships or nationals. I can't remember, but they were get on a plane and are, flying there and they crashed lost style into the forest miles from civilization and they have to survive there. And the opening scene of the first episode is showing that basically uh, after some time has passed of them living in seclusion, there's it, you can't tell is there cannibalism going on? Is there some sort of cult? What has happened? You don't know, but simultaneously we are seeing them 25 years of the future grown up and the casting of the high schoolers versus the adults is great they're all good one of the girls was actually in 
Boba Fett. She was she was the like the main biker girl. Drash. If you say so. I, one, that's the only name I remember that okay. the, those people. Sophie Thatcher is her name. She plays the young version of Juliet Lewis. And she does a great job like doing a Juliet Lewis impression. Um, there, uh, Christina Ricci is in it. She's one of the girls. Um, the other main one, Melanie Linsky is basically the star as far as I'm concerned of the show. She's has a little more airtime than anybody else. She and the girl that plays her, her she plays Shauna. And the girl that plays the young Shauna, um, I don't know her name, but she is really good. Also, I'm looking at the IMDb. I'd like to find her name, but I can't. But anyway, she's she's really good. Look, you know, they all do a great job, and it's dark and funny. And it's just like mysterious. What is going on? You know, it's got a little bit of that now and then vibe. Um, I highly recommend it. I've totally enjoyed the first season. It's crazy. Tons of needle drops from that time period. If you went to high school in the late nineties, you're going to vibe with this. You know, it, it's, I, I feel like you and Alicia would like this show cliff. Yeah. I did go to high school in the late nineties. I know. <laughs> what year did you graduate? 97. Okay, well, this is right in your mm-hmm. wheelhouse, man. Mm-hmm. I was 98. So. so you guys should definitely check this out. Get some get some showtime. I'm sure I'm there's take, a deal. I'll take any Christina Ricci I can get. Yeah, she's great in it. She's Looney Tunes in this show, and she she does a great job. The I always like Juliette Lewis too. I always thought yeah, she they, does a really interesting thing. She's great. She is full full on Juliette Lewis in this. And I I just think it's a great show. The uh and it's a very, you know, it is about, you know, it's a women-centric show. It's they are the stars of the show. Kind of nice to see. The uh other thing I watched, you know, I watched on Showtime, and another reason to pick it up is we need to talk about Cosby. Is the name of it? It's a four-part documentary uh, W. Kamau Bell made, and I was, you know, kind of waiting to see how people were going to tackle addressing this issue because everybody wants to talk about it. Yeah, you know, we've grew up like idolizing bill cosby as the i mean really i i remember listening to an eight track of bill cosby (laughs) himself in my grandparents trailer you know like listening to that and like and of course we grew up on the cosby show yeah i don't know that my parents had any comedy albums but we had multiple bill cosby records like yeah yeah right and and he was just known as trying to be the, you know, he was a clean comic and he was the, he was America's dad in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. everybody watched the Cosby show. That ha- was just number one, totally entertaining and got to uh, show, you know, black people in a different light. He got to do, you know, this agenda of show showing a successful, family as opposed to showing good times you know the jordan style of <laughs> comedy the uh, everybody's poor. yeah the poor family poor <laughs> but basically they yeah. take this documentary and do exactly what i wanted they just start at the beginning of his career i mean i remember watching i spy when, when him and Robert Culp and mm-hmm. and they just go from the beginning of his career and go through it and simultaneously show the timeline of when people say that he was assaulting them. No, okay. And it's like amazing. The, the allegations are not new. Like this was like you know H- Hannibal Burris making these joke could make these jokes because it was kind of a known thing 
He'd been yeah. accused of things like, I'm oh, not Cosby. It couldn't be Cosby. So like, yeah, it's, it was a long time coming that we should have been dealing with this and we didn't. Oh. Like you said, now it is way past time to, to reckon with this. And when it happened, I, there's still people who, who will say, I, I've had, I've seen people on Facebook, like, Oh, they, they they had to bring him down, you know, like they, they really hurt Bill Cosby, like people who like defend Michael Jackson because he was mm-hmm. so important to the culture. There's people who still defend Bill Cosby. He couldn't have done this. It's just it's he was so important to them. They can't fathom a world where he's a monster. So, yeah, it's I'm sure it's an uncomfortable <laughs> topic mm-hmm. to get into. But, yeah, well, what was that's why it's a perfect great, title. We what was great about it? Cosby. What was great about it is you got to address everything. But you also got to enjoy seeing all the great things he did do. Like he was doing, not just having a great career, but progressively doing things to help the black community. And like, just, they they did both in this. And it was incredible. I loved it. I burnt through it. Watch, you know, all, I thought they were, they were supposed to release them weekly, but for some reason they were all dropped I was able to watch them, even though it said they weren't supposed to be released on right on the screen. But, but it was great. I really, really, really enjoyed it. And so many times they would show things he said, or in shows, or in comedy things. And I remember seeing them, and you didn't think anything. I it was that time you just it was how many times he talked about Spanish Fly. Yeah. I saw a clip of that. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Oh my gosh. It was in the Cosby show. It was on his albums. It was on, he was on Larry King. He always talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was just like his obsession with it. It was just like, this is amazing. I just think it is so well done. And can't, I, I can't recommend it enough. If you were ever any kind of fan of Bill Cosby and are struggling with this, the truth having this truth come out is just yeah, like you, you don't want to take away the positives right but yeah how do you celebrate <laughs> I, I yeah it's and there's a lot it has a lot of talking heads like he just brought in a bunch you know of people to be interviewed as they went through this and show them clips and they all talk about through his whole career so it's like many many people that you want to people that start on shows with him you know people you know, just people in the black community, do you want to hear their opinion? Like there is, it's very well done again. Uh, I don't, I would, I'm not going to say anything else about it because I wouldn't want to spoil anything else. I just think it's a must watch it. You're, you're going to enjoy it. Well, there's kind of a, I don't know, similar thing going on right now on A and E there's a documentary series called secrets of playboy, mm. which I happened across. And I thought, yeah, the, the title sounds kind of, ooh, it's exploitative mm. or whatever. And then I figured it would be, oh, here's the, st- the story you didn't know about. Hugh Hefner, the world's greatest lover, all that <laughs> kind of stuff. But I flipped on, and the first thing I saw was a woman who's like, he's a rapist who destroyed countless lives and should not never be. You know, It was like, boom, yeah. we're going there. Yeah, and it really. So after it aired, I saw several articles popping up about who is this person accusing Hefner? And like, it's, it's kind of brought him back into the, the spotlight a little bit. Well, the fast, the fascinating thing with it was um, because I thought it was just like all Holly Madison, just airing her grievances yeah, to yeah. get back on television. Right. That's, that was just my horrible assumption, but it really takes you through his life with playboy from the very beginning and shows you the history of this repeated behavior over and over and over with just different girls as he got older. And I mean, they have women on there in that are, you know, probably in their like seventies now that are, were telling the exact same story in their interview that Holly Madison is telling it. You know, in today's world, and who so, have never talked and would never would never have talked back then, right? But feel you know a little safer now to to finally tell their story. So yeah, I, I found it really interesting. I did too. I, I, I never said I was a fan of Hefner, but it's like you know he, he again he like he was important to the culture, 
Yeah. And there's this whole thing of he helped lead the sexual revolution and help women find freedom. And, and, you know, he was always for free speech and like all this, this, you know, he, he, he was, uh, all his clubs were, uh, were, uh, de- desegregated. So like yeah. he, he hired black bunnies along right with the white bunny. Like again, they would just all kick the guys that any guy that had a problem with it, they kick him out of the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Along with all the, you know, the, the thinkers they interviewed in the magazine and intellectuals that like he did so much for the culture. You just read it for the articles. Right. That's how I, yeah. But, uh, but then along with all, like that, that's the whole dichotomy is like, okay, it's women's liberation. There's always been this idea of the exploitation that goes along with it. Like, okay, women are free to show their bodies, but it's like, yeah, we want to see these ladies bodies. Like there's always that, that kind of, yin and yang of the whole thing and it's this this is kind of saying you know hefner was kind of skewing one way more than the other and it's just some interesting things of you know all the drugs that were brought into the place where like he had other people do it so like he was never caught with drugs no one ever he he had no knowledge of it and he always kept a distance from that kind of stuff and he hired almost exclusively ex lapd police officers as bodyguards and security in the mansion so if anything ever happened hey this that you know i i treat this guy yeah. really well pay him really well he's got friends on the force we can hush this up like it was just all so shady yeah for and decades. he would invite like members of the media oh hey come to the the mansion for a party where there's always uh, cameras running so that there was allegations that he probably had videos of embarrassing videos of lots of people that if anything, any bad news were to get out, he could uh, squash it pretty quick. Yeah, so he, he it's made stuff a lot you of probably assumed, but this is kind of laying it out as like people saying, yes, this definitely happened. Yeah. I thought it was good. It, uh, it certainly painted him in a, in a different light that I hadn't really thought about for a long time because, you know, they're in that late nineties, two thousand, early two thousands era when his big comeback, the big playboy comeback and he had television shows and stuff, you know, he was putting out this image and, but that was the story. Everybody thought he was great because, you know, he was, he wasn't exploiting them. He was giving them power and, and these interesting, you know, political articles and, and telling the truth and all this stuff. And then, yeah, he's a big old creep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's a history of drug overdoses and suicides and that, yeah, there's all this scandalous stuff that's I'm, it's, it's public knowledge, I'm sure, but this is trying to reframe it as, we should think more about this like the same way the cosby thing is it's like we 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 can't just sweep all this under the rug we have to we have to reconcile you know the 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 truth behind this and the the lives that were hurt anything else you're watching just euphoria it's been a crazy couple episodes uh since we left off and um i think last time we recorded you'd watch that episode with cow uh kind of Mm. his past and all that was kind of outrageous and Rue's doing drugs and I she there are characters on the show and her being one of them that I am just like oh and I cannot stand her but in a but because she's doing a good job right yeah and i i mean she is she's doing a very good job in this show and then um we get an episode like this the last one that's aired at this time where you know it's just she is on the run and uh she goes through the full gamut from the beginning of the episode to the end uh, she goes the whole cycle of you know trying to deal with yeah withdraw uh, yeah it's a major <laughs> a lot of stuff going down it was a but, good episode man it was, it was well a done. good it was a good episode they were both good episodes in very different ways but i watched it uh just last night my wife even who had already watched it i turned it on and she's like oh this is hard to watch and i was like oh which i was like they've all been hard to watch yeah and, you know but yeah it was just like oh it was intense 
and frustrating and just a whole lot of good stuff in there. I love that, what she like. I I love Sydney Sweeney. Like she's she's the star of my like I mean, of the show. And but when it, when she shows up at their house and yeah. she dares to open her mouth and try to give some. Oh well, just da da da. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you you wanted to stick your nose in? Well, I'm gonna ruin your life right yeah. now. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was tough. Yeah, like the whole she was just like basically she was just a tornado. She went through that episode, and everyone she came in contact with, just she was wrecked. she was trying, she was just wrecking their lives, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's it's um it's exceptional the the entire show show. i never would have expected this from i didn't either i did not either and i'm just like man i can't it 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 infuriates me at points and i'm just like man the show but then i can't wait till the next episode comes out you know that is definitely a show that i watch as soon as i it's it goes to the top of the list as soon as it comes out because it's it's one of the best things i'm watching HBO. I don't, I don't know how to <laughs> tell you, somebody. Yeah, I saw some poll the other day on Twitter or something like, what's which channel, which streaming service is the most important? You know, Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney, H, Disney HBO. Doesn't matter. I always will pick HBO. It's just like the quality of the shows. Yeah, I, I we didn't know what this was going to be, and it was a it was almost a laughable failure at the beginning, how, how they were handling it a year or two ago. And, but 2021, the, the putting out the movies right after, you know, within weeks of being in theaters or at the same time, sometimes, you know, Mm. it's just, and, and the continued quality of their shows. Well, the shows are why that's why we have it. I mean, it's not even about the movies. I, yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. icing on the cake. Yeah, it's just like the continued quality of the content for HBO always to a good a, show on there. Yeah, if they have a movie I want, actually want to watch on, you know, that's just bonus. Mm. Uh, like, I, I'm not even, I don't even check the app for what movies are out now. I'm just like, let me see the shows. So it's fantastic. Why are you not watching Euphoria? I want to know. Mr. Boat. No, you didn't. It's the second season. Yeah, we're we're halfway through the second season. That that ship has sailed. I don't uh, like drugs. I don't either. And I don't kids either. who I do don't. drugs. It's I don't either. I get I feel you. I get you, but it's yeah. not that. This show is so much more than that. Rich kids misbehaving <laughs> outside <Right>. weaving. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Rue was running through the house with a pickle in her mouth. I guess I do like kids misbehaving because I'm still watching South Park. Oh my gosh. Did you finally He's watch an... the post-COVID special? No, I don't have the uh, Apple, no. Paramount, Paramount Plus. Paramount negative something. Um, but yeah, like we, we've talked about South Park more in the last couple months than we have in a long time. So like, I feel like the quality is, is or the notoriety has come back on or whatever. But season 25 just began. Oh, my God. 25th season. What is happening now? Well, I've been watching it since season one. So like, you know. <laughs> Why when I was listening to those Yellow Jacket songs in high school, I was, you know, that, that was that long ago I've been watching the show. <laughs> so season 25, I'm like, yeah, I'm still on board. Let's check this out. And the first episode is all about pajama day. The kids, the, the, their class isn't going to be able to do pajama day. I'm like, those are my favorite kind of episodes of like where they take a kid problem mm, and blow yeah. it. It's the most important thing in the world. Like, yeah. we can't have pajama day. What are you talking about? So I was like, all right, I'm into this. Yeah. And then it became this weird, like the whole town started wearing their pajamas. And the one guy didn't want to wear his pajamas. Like, and they're bullying him. What? You don't want to wear your pajamas? And it became this metaphor for masks. Mm-hmm. and mask mandates and it's like what are you even i i also didn't even know what they're trying to say <laughs> they but that but that idea of like both sides are crazy on this mask thing it's like no, no i'm not on board with that sorry right. so it, it just it turned me off the first episode turned me off completely i was like what is even what are you even trying to do 
came back for the second episode and it was way stronger it was all about token their classmate right where stan learns his name is not token his dad is a huge lord of the rings fan his name is tolkien <laughs> and stan <laughs> never knew it everyone else in the world knew and he's like wait his, his name's not token it's like yeah who knew that yeah we all knew that his name's token that's hilarious. And it becomes this thing, which I'm again, I don't follow. It would have been great if they'd have been Twitter. bearing clues all these mm-hmm. years. That'd be amazing. <laughs> but I'm sure the idea is like, you know, no black parents would name their child token. Like this, you know, right. It's a, yeah. it's an offensive joke. And it's no black you know, parents would name their kid Tolkien. <laughs> right. Well, but the, the joke became everyone talking to Stan, like. You really need to examine your. You thought his name was Token. Shame on you! And it became like talking to the audience of like, boy, that's just awful. That's such, such poor taste. So it became like a very meta, like, boy, you're the one who's you're the one with the problem. If you thought his name was Token, <laughs> so it was a very gutsy thing to do to yeah. address something that you know maybe isn't as funny today. In a way of like, yeah, we we uh, we we were never in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see it's still kicking because somebody gave him a billion dollars or something to keep making episodes. That's my fear. It's like they're all they're way too rich now. Like yeah, rich, rich people problems aren't as fun. So. Yeah, mm. gotta start flirting with the right far right if you're gonna get that big. Ah, uh, did we do it? I think we did it. I think I did it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Out of guilt. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that was the last thing on my list. Like I didn't bring a whole lot of TVs because I thought most of our. Well, let's just take it's been one one minute. You watched Nightmare Alley. Why did you not like it? Why did I not? No, I did like it. Okay, I didn't get that vibe from you. I really liked it. So yeah, it premiered on HBO. This is Guillermo del Toro movie and Hulu. And, oh, it's on Hulu as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And I thought, ooh, I like Guillermo del Toro. I'll check this out. Oh, yeah. it was two and a half hours. Okay, well, I'll watch it anyway. The very next morning, oh, it, it ended. I'm like, wow, that was pretty fun. I like that. Good enough. Check. Mm-hmm. And the very next morning, the Oscar nominations come out. Best Picture nomination, Nightmare Alley. I'm like, what? In... So I thought if I had saved that and watched it a day later, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, here comes an Oscar nominee, I, I think I would have had a very different experience because I watched it and enjoyed it. Yeah, but it, yeah, I I do not see it as an Oscar winning see, kind of movie. I, that's where I, I differ. Like I, him having just one Best Picture for Shape of Water a few years ago. I didn't like Shape of Water that much. Either. I did not. I did not like Shape of Water. I agree. And so I was thinking, this is at least going to be considered, you know, that as something. But yeah, that's yeah. Your pedigree usually follows you. I, yeah, I, I guess. So I watched and, and the, in a down year for movies as well. Yeah, I watched this and I totally can see. Like people are saying, they don't think it should have been, and I think it. As far as what was nominated, this deserves it as much as anything else. I really liked this. The cast is um, out of this world. Tony yeah, Collette. Yeah. Do you have a list of the cast? Yeah, best picture, best picture nominees. Belfast makes sense. Historical, sad drama. Those it's Oscar bait. There you go. Coda. I, I don't know much about that. It's the, a man. I don't get why that yeah. is nominated. Don't look up. The other people don't get. I I yeah. I like it. It's polarizing. Drive my car. That's the Japanese one. Yeah. Right, that's got a ton of buzz. It's at the Athena right now. Dune. I could see that as the at the construction of it. Big sci-fi spectacle, but those normally don't get nominated. But well, he it's Denny Villeneuve though. He's been nominated for things. King Richard. Standard biopic. Yeah, but that's just that seems like a reach. That's just trying to give Will Smith an Oscar. Licorice pizza. I totally get. Yes, that's a that should be up there. Nightmare Alley. Yep. Power of the Dog. That's yep. probably the front runner, I would yeah. assume. Yeah. And West Side Story, a big all that's a big I, spectacle. I don't have a know. problem with any of those yeah. really. 
The uh, Nightmare Alley is gorgeous, first off. It's like a cross between a carny story mixed with noir, and it's just beautiful as he is known to make, you know, his movies. I just, I was just, it was, yeah, it was two and a half hours, but I was just like, I could stare at this for two and a half hours. Every scene is gorgeous, and I thought uh, with that cast, you know, Willem Dafoe. The cast was stacked. They're everyone yeah. in the cast. Even, even, even the bit part. parts yeah. are like played by somebody you know that would could have could have held a movie. But Bradley Cooper was great. I thought he did a great job. And by the end of it, I'm just like, what a great final line! And he just delivers it full. How is he? I was mad that he was not nominated for best actor. He he's not, or best supporting actor for Licorice Pizza. I don't think he was nominated for that either. And he this was his year, as far as I'm concerned. He this was probably his best performance I've ever seen him give, and I cannot believe that he was not nominated for something. Just really ticks me off because I thought he was great in this, and I it's just I thought it was a really really good movie. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I liked all the circus stuff better yeah. than the later stuff. So I, I think I would have preferred a whole movie uh, learning the tricks of the trade and all the comedy. Yeah, I agree with that stuff. Like I found that way more interesting than the latter half. But yeah, I thought it was all all pretty strong. Yeah, the the ending felt like an old Twilight Zone episode. Like that's the perfect, exactly the perfect nail. That's why I was gonna. Ending. That's what I was gonna yeah. tell you. Is like yeah. How could you not like this? Yeah. It's the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's I I recommend it just just for building up to the end. You know, it's I was like, yes, that's exactly how this should end. But it's they set it up. You see it coming at the beginning of the movie. You know, you, you feel you know that something's it, that is coming, but not exactly like that. You know, it was just well it done. Made me, it made me interested. I, it's there. It's based on a novel. There, there's been a previous yeah, film version. It was a movie. Forties. Yeah. So I would, Power. I would be curious to watch an actual forties, you know, noirish version of this of circus folk. I, I, I would wonder how they would do that in the forties. That would be interesting. But right, I agree. It was good. Yeah, stuff. I still, yeah, I, I still think Power of the Dog is it's their it's their Oscar to lose at this point. I, I don't see anything else being it. it may, maybe West Side Story is like a feel good. Spielberg yeah. thing, but man, oh, I there was other things I was annoyed. With. I don't a lot of Heim didn't get nominated. Uh, no, that Nicole Kidman. Did. Nicole, that's the biggest thing. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, and J.K. Simmons. Go flush yourselves down the toilet. <laughs> that movie was the biggest whatever. Supposed to, I mean. That is so pathetic. I I did not not enjoy that movie, but nobody gave some phenomenal portrayal of Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, or the guy that plays Fred Mertz. Just just what it was fine. Why are they act just because it's a biopic? They think the it Oscars. Has to- Oscars love old Hollywood, you know, talking yep. about how great other actors are. That's that's their whole thing. My gosh, they were not good enough for any one of them to be nominated for this. It's a, they would if they get up on that stage, they should be cowering like, "What? Please don't nominate me for this." <laughs> that's pathetic. They you don't have to just nominate Nicole Kidman just cuz she was in a movie. That's a joke. When there was actual people out there, there's a movie called Mass. I, I don't think I mentioned uh, Martha Plimpton. You, sh- I, you, you, she's great in it. Like she should have got best supporting, been up for best supporting actress. Um, it's a, it's a sad, dark movie, but she does great in it. And it, there's just people that should have been nominated for things that were not. Uh, there was somebody else that there's one more person that was thinking it annoyed me that was not nominated. I'll never think of it, but Bradley Cooper, uh, Alana Heim, Martha Plimpton. These these people should have been nominated. Simon Rex, maybe was that Simon Rex. That's exactly <laughs> it. that was one of my number ones. 
He, yeah. I, I get the movie. First off, every ad they put for that movie, what a comedy spectacle. No, it is not. You did not get the movie if you thought that. And he was great. He should have been nominated. I, I mean, I know they only have five nominations. So I could see him not being nominated. That like, doesn't yeah, make Okay, me... yeah. It's got to go to Den- Denzel Washington for Macbeth, That's Will fine. Smith, King Richard. No. Like, those slots go to actors like that. You know, if they're it. in a movie, they get a slot at some point. What Andrew, were the Gar- Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, yeah. Javier Bardem. So yeah, Javier can... Bardem should be replaced with Simon yeah. Rex because Javier Bardem did not deserve to be in nominated. the Poobah Awards. It's done. Yes, <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm fine with the, I'm fine with the other noms, <laughs> but he shouldn't be in there. It should be Simon Rex. And best Jeez. actress is the same that Kristen Stewart for Spencer. You know, if you play Lady Die. You're gonna yeah. get nominated for an that was a that was a weird movie. Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Yeah, I that one. I Olivia Coleman, Lost Daughter. Yeah. Jessica Chastain, Tammy Faye. I okay. All good performances, but yeah, just just because you're a big star does not mean you need to be nominated. There's small stars that did things, but that's the story. There's always frustrating things with it. I understand, but I expected I was ticked a lot. Of, I the, I didn't expect a lot of aim to win, but I thought she was a shoe in to be nominated. And you know, those things are annoy me just because she's not somebody, she's not nominated. Ugh. Jesse Plemons, Kirsten Dunst both got supporting nominee. I like both of them. I don't know. Jesse Buckley. We're getting a whole Fargo. Oh, man. Yeah. Everybody from Fargo is yeah. getting in on. Yeah, there's enough pe- people in there that I like that. I mean, if if the Oscars are even on, I'll watch it. But I just a few frustrations as usual. Sorry, I know we were trying to end the show, but I'm glad we did stop talking about that stuff. All right, that does it. All right. Yep. All right, from the top of Fiji to the bottom of Christina Ricci. Big ups for listening to KPP. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.